Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Lawn. Some of you guys don't know we have a Patreon community where we review music every single Friday uh, called Fan Love Friday. And the gentleman I'm about to introduce you guys, I met through Fan Love Friday music reviews. He reached out to me 2019. We became good friends, hung out in person, did some road trips together to see Kanye and to, uh, I don't know, go, go hang out around here in California. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I have to introduce you to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Nick D. What's up, brother? Thank you for being here. What's going on? All the sound effects. Can you, yeah, there you go. Center yourself. Nick D is not there, live baby. with us, but he's live with us. Bro, thank you so much for uh, being here. Fine Apple. Number two, number two, number two in the country. Number two in the, in the, in the country, yeah, in the States. In yeah. the country. Wow. In the country. Wow. Now, for folks who don't know who you are, Nick D, can you introduce yourself real quick um, before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of this conversation? Yeah, I'm uh, Nick. I'm a husband, a father, music artist, lover of Jesus. And uh, that pretty much sums me up. I guess business owner, photographer. I don't know much else. Just a guy. Just a guy out here doing stuff. You're so humble, Nick. I appreciate you, man. Uh, you've been releasing music for a long time. People may or may not know this about your story. You started primarily as a cinematographer, photographer doing weddings. You built a successful business, you and your wife built a successful business, and then you pivoted uh, the top of 2019 to releasing a song every other week with a music video. And that compounded to you building a, a pretty solid audience for yourself across Instagram, across YouTube, and it kept building over time. And that's around the time we connected was you already had like 30 songs out, and they were all pretty fire. And then you drop, uh, how long ago did Fine Apple come out? Those of you guys that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the song Fine Apple because it's a big deal. Late January. So you dropped Fine Apple, and what was Fine Apple about? What was that record about? About my wife. It's just, I mean, I, I read a lot of, I tend to, I tend to, there's so many songs about objectifying women. I tend to write songs that glorify my wife. So you're out here respecting women, glorifying your wife, Amanda, who's amazing. Mm -hmm. And the song gets some legs. Now, again, this is on the back of five, six years being a professional cinematographer. Now two music, two years of consistently releasing music. And the, and the music was already catching wind. You were already developing a pretty solid revenue stream from streaming mm -hmm. and Spotify. So Fine Apple comes out, and we talked about this on the channel a few weeks ago. There started offers coming in for Fine Apple because Fine Apple just kind of took on a life of its own fairly early on in the process. Can you talk about that a little bit, the early offers with Fine Apple? Yeah, so I released it back in January. Um, 
and and I I released it then like it's more of a summer feel, but I still released it anyway. I like to throw stuff to the wolves, you know, let them decide uh, whether they like it or not, because it's hard for you to decide as an artist, because everything you make you probably love, so you got to feed it to feed it to people and see how the audience responds. So it 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 did well, responded really well early, uh, and then I got uh, an offer from Caroline uh, to partner on the record. And then it wasn't, it wasn't a good fit. Um, I, I think Caroline, you know, they're great. Uh, who's Caroline? Can you tell us who Caroline is? Cause a lot of folks, we know industry, the industry uh, talk. Yeah. Who is Caroline? Um, Caroline is a label under capital, like a sub kind of like a smaller label under capital. It still, it still houses some, some artists you probably know. Um, it's like but, the independent arm of capital. So they house, they house yeah, NF, yeah. they house Migos, uh, Quality Control. Uh, that's the only artists that come to mind. But it's a, it's a big, it's a big yeah. deal. Capital Carolina is a big deal. Yeah, it's a, it's a good label. And, and they wanted just a song, which is, which is uh, like a single deal, you know, a uh, partner on it. Uh, I got a pretty decent split with their offer. But, um, but it didn't really make sense at the time. I, I wasn't, wasn't, I didn't feel good about it. I normally just go go with what feels good in my gut and it didn't feel right like it felt like i was maybe doing something felt keep falling selling it short or you know whatever so i kept it um and i knew in my head like it's a summer vibe so i held off from posting it again uh, until it got warm out and then that worked so uh it uh it feels like a summer vibe it really caught fire on uh it's cool because it's kind of an anomaly um because typically when stuff goes viral and, and it does well, like like you see Fine Apples doing, it's because, and, and TikTok specifically, it's because the sound is going viral and it has a lot of videos being made with it. Like the number mm. one song above me right now in the country is Castaways, the backyard, the Backyardians Castaway. And that song has almost a million videos created to it on TikTok. Mm. My song was, was going viral from what I can tell, just because people like the song, because my song only has 2,000 videos made to it on TikTok. Um, so I'm up there, and, and, it, and every time I posted it, it did over a million views, and I was singing it, and and, um, and people just liked it off of that. You know, it wasn't yeah. anything really like, it wasn't like a trend. It was just people seemed to like the song, which was really rewarding that it wasn't like, uh, People just liked it because it was good music, you know. Yeah, and well, before you really started working Fine Apple again, you kind of took a step mm -hmm. back after you passed on the Caroline mm -hmm. offer, mm -hmm. and you took a step back and you developed the Freddie Show, which, to my mm -hmm. understanding, was the first native TikTok podcast. So you already had some some buzz with the Holiday Now page on TikTok. You already were putting your mm -hmm. music up on TikTok. I think you were at like two hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand on TikTok. 60,000 on Instagram, but then you started saying, okay, let me kind of take a side approach. And you did this podcast with the homie cakes and you guys mm -hmm. are doing this Freddie show, mm -hmm. which is hilarious natively for TikTok. that blows up Thank on YouTube. The merchandise blows up. And how fast did that grow after, after you passed on a major label deal, how fast did the Freddie podcast grow? Cause this is all connected. Just, just bear with, this is going somewhere. Yeah. guys. Just bear with me. <laughs> and so how long did that take to grow? uh obnoxiously short like and and it and a little bit i was like i was like should i should i be excited like i've been pushing music for you know two and a half years and then i do this 
podcast, which which I love, you know, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. And it's uh, it's just, you know, two guys talking about whatever. But it, I mean, it was like half a million followers in like a month or two. I don't remember. It was, it was like pretty nuts. Um, and we're coming up on a million followers right now. And it's probably been probably been three to four months, uh, I would guess. But here's the here's where it ties in is like I've been on the For You page a lot for mm-hmm. the Freddie Show. For the Freddie Show. Millions of views, so often millions yep. of views. Like, we go viral a lot. And then I pop up after not posting a lot with my music. The Freddie Show's been flooding the For You page. Then I pop up with my music and I post something. And then it kept people engaged with my video because they were like, is that the same dude from the mm-hmm. podcast? I had no idea. And he made music. He so made then music. a lot of the comments early on was, are you the same guy from the podcast? Or, you know, or like, I didn't even know you did music. Or So people saw my face. They recognized me. They engaged mm. with the video because they engaged with the Freddie Show one. So I think that helped, really helped an initial push. And then yeah. when people saw that I made music, they followed my artist account. They listened to my music. They, you know, so it was, it was, it really like tied in there, which... You know, you wouldn't really expect, but I mean, maybe you would, but a lot of people don't think of that approach. And I think the interesting thing is that in both cases, you were leveraging TikTok, but in a different way. So a lot of rappers get on TikTok. They do covers. They do challenges. You posted your Mm -hmm. original music on TikTok. That Mm -hmm. got some organic momentum. Mm -hmm. And then you say, okay, well, I'm going to do something that hasn't been done on TikTok yet, which is a a TikTok native podcast that you guys then scale to YouTube. See, I make my videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I scale them to TikTok sometimes. Mm-hmm. You did mm-hmm. the opposite. Freddie mm-hmm. show blows up. The The YouTube page blows up. The merchandising is blow, blowing up. So now there's like consistent revenue coming in from that, consistent mm-hmm. revenue coming in from music. Obviously, you guys still have the cinematography business. And then you strategically say, okay, now I'm going to go back to TikTok mm-hmm. with my own song that came out in january mind you mm-hmm. and because the familiarity was there with your face pineapple just just goes completely yeah. crazy talk about yeah. what that was like that because you did some stuff calculated but you also don't get to control the algorithm right you you mm-hmm. it's, it's a yeah. there's a there's a degree of of virality that's spontaneous but you are also very calculated yeah. in creating crafting some of these videos without going into the nuts and bolts because this is going to be like a tactical mm-hmm. tiktok video but i do mm-hmm. want to I, mm-hmm. I do want you to talk about that process yeah I, I mean when you're like if you just look at the videos that went viral it was me singing a song uh and then i made a, a basket basketball shot behind my head so when you think about it if you're analyzing it as that um there's moments throughout it that keep people engaged. And if you keep people engaged and you provide them with rewatchability, mm. then the algorithm loves that. The algorithm uh, eats that up. Now, now for me, it's like a mixture of, yes, I'm being strategic, but I'm also being organic and, and, and authentic. So Both. I yeah. really think people try way too hard uh, to pretend like they're being mm-hmm. authentic yeah. or, or organic. And it, and, it, and people like people can tell, especially yep. especially kids. They can they can look at you, and they can call you bluff immediately, and they will not rock with you. So I really, it's so strongly 
needed that you that you be your true self because uh, if you're not, be they'll 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 smell that. I'll sniff that out. And they don't even care about. <laughs> so now, you. now the song has been out for a while. You have the mm-hmm. podcast that's going crazy, and we were having this conversation. You guys mm-hmm. are getting offers from like Manscape and brands are reaching out, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Well, I guess I'm an influencer podcaster now." <laughs> and then yeah. you go back to the record because there's a familiarity with you being on TikTok, being kind of like a TikTok star, if you will, and you start working Fine Apple, which is which is then catching crazy numbers. And the dope part because it's original music. It's Mm -hmm. transferring to Mm -hmm. your Instagram, but more importantly, to your Spotify. And then the Mm -hmm. song itself goes viral on Spotify, getting 150,000 streams a day. Currently, it's very consistent, a quarter million streams a day. It had a a really big, big day of 380,000 streams one day, uh, which was nuts. Sheesh! So yeah. so so wow. now so now this thing is is, is taking on a life of its own. You do a couple of videos, and mm-hmm. you have leverage. You have momentum. And mm-hmm. the beautiful part about this is, you built mm-hmm. momentum. You built leverage, but 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 you didn't do it in a way compromising your faith. You didn't do it in a way mm-hmm. compromising your identity. I wrote this song for my wife. You know, your Instagram, your your, your branding is around being a husband, being a father, mm-hmm. being um, transparent about where you are. Your music isn't overtly Jesus music, but you're very transparent mm-hmm. about your, you being a follower of Jesus. And so now, because you have the momentum, you don't have to compromise on the content or anything, mm-hmm. and the stakes are higher, and some folks start reaching out. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of labels reached out. Um, labels like labels like Capital Republic, Three Hundred Entertainment, Arista Records, which is under Sony. Um, this is something I can think off the top of my head. A lot of labels reaching out, and I also didn't respond to them right away because I know what I'm good at, and, and I'm not good at negotiating because uh, I know what I want, and I and I clearly know what I want, but I'm not good at negotiating because in a way, like, I, I think I'm just being honest. I think I'm just too nice to negotiate. So, uh, I didn't respond to many of them, but I did hire a consultant slash negotiator at that mm-hmm. point. So this would take over all the contact, but anyway, um, so, yeah, so these labels are reaching in. out and you're not even responding yeah. to any of them. You're just kind of like, meh. Yeah. I mean, I really, in my heart, it's always been, independent 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 but it, but i always said i'm open to conversations and if a deal makes sense uh like really makes sense uh then i will then i will consider it and possibly do it and something came across your table pretty big company yeah. little company yeah yeah um there so there was a, a deal that came across uh from a company that i really uh, republic records from a company that i really uh, I like I like Republic Records, um, and I think the song is a good home for Republic Records. Uh, so they made me an offer. The first ma- offer they made, it didn't make sense. Uh, it was too much um, being required of me, and uh, I, I didn't want to turn it down. I didn't want it. So then they sent me a better one, 
What do you mean it was too much required of you? They wanted they wanted an album. They wanted a couple albums. What what was so too it much was, that was required? It was yeah. It was the single with an option. Uh, okay. An option is basically uh, for a second single. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a label's way. I mean, you could you could look at it as keeping you on the hook, or you could look at it as protecting their investment. Um, you know, because it's a it's a business, right? You have to look at it from both sides. Uh, so in that way, it's them protecting their investment. It's their way to, if they want to, if the song blows up, that they can then get another song out of me, so that they can make their investment that much more worth it uh, into into me. Um, but I didn't want an option because I like to have my freedom and when I can release my own music and, and et cetera. So um, I turned that one down because I didn't want an option and it would have required me to not be able to release my own music for a little too long. Uh, so I wasn't a good fit for me, uh, even though, you know, advances looked nice and uh, things like that. It just wasn't a good fit. So they came back with a better offer for just fine Apple, no option. Um, and I ended up taking that one. You heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. Nick D. Inks deal with Universal Republic for the single Fine Apple. Um, We can't divulge all the details, but fair to say, multi six figure type situation. We talking, we talking, we talking cloth talk. We talking serious moves, and uh, and 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 you did it. You did it on your own terms. You were patient about it. Had you taken that deal with Caroline? Back in January or February, I mean, you 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 wouldn't have been able to be in the position that you're, you are now. And so right. you are, as a follower of Jesus, as a husband, as a, a father, uh, are in a position where you are partnered with Universal Republic. For you guys that don't know, Universal Republic is the label behind the Post Malones, the Drakes, the Nicki Minaj's. I can't think of all the other people, but it is basically a lot of our pop music comes out through Universal Republic, and um, Nick D has officially partnered with them for one song, one song, not two, not an album, not his entire catalog. You still own the entire back catalog. You could still move and come and go as you please. There's no compromising your art. There's no watering it down. You are ultimately uh, at the head of this situation, man. And I I think what's dope about this is how how inspiring this should be to the Christian community. And you are Rapzilla freshman. Many of you, many folks probably know you from that. Um, but you didn't sit here and obsess with the Christian rap audience. You didn't like aspire to be the biggest Christian rapper. You just went and just, you were a blue ocean guy. You went and built your own thing in a different ecosystem and are now partnered with the biggest label in the world. It's uh, it's really cool. There, there were certain things that I've, that I that I wanted from a from a label if I was to partner and one of those things was uh, a radio push and they're they're one of the best radio teams in the business so I was really looking forward to that and then I I, I like I feel good I feel good about the partnership there's it's great people over there um, I have a great team working on the song um, you know they very communi- 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 communicative communi- community community Whatever that word is. Um, and uh, they seem like they genuinely care, you know, and uh, that's something that I value. You know, I, I don't, I want a, a team that does actually care about 
me and and that that actually enjoys the song you know and i and i, yeah. I truly feel like they do you know so I, I think when people actually like the music and they like you as a person they'll they'll put um they'll put their best foot forward and try to make things happen you know yeah man and and it's exciting because it again lifts the ceiling it lifts some of the victim mentality that Christians walk around with assuming that they could only go so far. They're looking at this person over mm-hmm. here. They're looking at that person over here, uh, looking at this blog over here and thinking, well, I guess this is the ceiling for me. You know what I mean? I guess this is it. I, I'm not I'm not going anywhere from here. Mm-hmm. And I think what this demonstrates is that when you do things God's way in terms of living your life God's way, right, honoring your wife, honoring your, your son, honoring all these different things that you have going on, and you build out your business God's way. You're not thirsty. You're not out here trying to get on. You're not out here hungry for uh, Andy Mineo or Lecrae feature. You just did what you did, bro. And it, and it just slowly compounded. You put out a ton of music and you, you, you leveraged the technology that it positions Christians in culture to go way beyond the four walls of the church, to go way beyond just preaching to the choir and reaching other Christians. And I know that's your heart in terms of the type of art you make. Um, can you just share some of your vision in terms of the type of music you've been making up until this point? I mean, you have, oh, I think, over 100 songs on Spotify. They're all fire. I listen to them when we work out regularly. Um, so talk, just share your heart for the, for the music and the, and the vision. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, I love what I say. In my songs, I put a lot of uh, um, emphasis on, on my message in my music. Um, and, and every song is different. And, and sometimes I just have fun when I make music, too. But like for Fine Apple specifically, I wrote a song about glorifying my wife. And, and I want and it's and I love it because a song about glorifying your wife is number two viral in the United States. It's not supposed to be there. Like if you think about it, like the the music that goes viral, this song is not supposed to be there. Um, and it makes it that much more rewarding. Um, and, and I think it even shows over and over again that people are craving something real, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, my, my message, and then now, you know, people are listening to that and, and now that is in their rotation. So a song mm. about someone loving their wife is in the rotation instead Come of on. a song about, uh, at the strip club or, or how many side chicks they got or, you know, right. whatever. Right. Um, so I love that. And I love to just have those little plugs into people's playlists. Um, when I make music, I want it to sound like something people would like, but I want the content to be uh, good, you know, just good and wholesome. And I want it to open doors for conversation. Like why, why do you write songs mm. about your wife? Why, why do you speak the way you do? Why do you carry yourself the way you do? Um, cause then at that point I can respond with Jesus, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily shove it down people's throat, but I think they're more open to the conversation when they come to you about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. Different, different folks make music or make art for the church. And I would say what you do is make music from the church. It's from a Christian mm-hmm. perspective. It's going to celebrate the things that we value as Christians. It's going to be known by the things we're for. And then over time, 
you 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 are positioned to be in in these you know these different playlists, these different circles, and then as people kind of peel away at that onion, they discover, oh man, Nick's a follower of Jesus. He's a husband. He has all these different you know things that they, that he's doing, uh, and and above all else, you're breaking the barrier, uh, not just the barrier, but you're breaking like the archetype of what a artist is, right? It's not just about you being u- uber duper artsy fartsy fancy schmancy. You're I just that, that was actually pretty good. Uber duper artsy fartsy fancy schmancy. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna coin that, but but it's you being multiple things. You you are a cinematographer and a photographer. You are a podcaster and a personality with, a, with, with that's that's very funny. You are a artist who is a rapper and a singer. You make hip hop and pop music. So I think that is also where music seems to be going and where people getting on seems to be going is is much more than just one thing. Okay, Nick, you could just be an artist. No, no, no. You you could do all these different things and you could have strategic partnerships for these different ventures. Um, uh, what, what do you think about that? Do you think that's going to be the new direction we see music and art go as people build out their their businesses in just a completely different way than we're used to seeing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, music is like the wild, wild west right now. They don't, they don't, people are rarely building artists anymore. Um, and, and rare might even be, they just don't anymore. Uh, they typically go out and they see what's working and then they, they add what they can to it and amplify it. But I do think that that if you want to be especially independent artists, um, then you need to have multiple ways for people to find you. It's really tough for you to just make good music. You know, yes. that, that doesn't really work that well anymore. Um, now, if you just make good music, then you're going to need a team like mm. you. You probably would fit in a label system if you just make good music because uh, you got to have that mindset of, of that you need to be everywhere. You need to be doing everything. Um, and if you don't have that, then you probably should look for a team. And that's when you can find value in a, in a team or a label system. Um, and that's not to say, like, who knows what doors this opens after. You know, there could be a situation that, that another thing presents itself and it just makes sense. You know, this this singles deal made sense. Um so if something else pops up that makes sense, I'm always open to that too. Uh, and like I said, I uh, I like the team over at uh, Republic. You know, I'm building relationships over there. So who knows what could come from it. That's amazing, man. And the dope part is some of the folks that are already saying this, uh, you got announced with the official Flavor Fest lineup. So unlike, you know, certain mm-hmm. folks that have historically came from the Rapzilla freshman class and kind of evolved and kind of pulled away, you're going to be at Flavor Fest, Christian Hip Hop Festival. Me and you are going to be doing a workshop together on YouTube, TikTok, leveraging platforms. Um, and so I'm excited about that. This is, I think, your first Christian hip hop event that you're going to be performing at. Um, unless, yeah, I'm not sure. But are you excited about being at Flavor yeah. Fest, do, rocking out, do, doing this workshop, uh, October 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th in Florida? Um, talk about that. Yeah, yeah I am. Uh, I'm, I'm probably more excited about the uh the the panel <laughs> i i feel like that's where i i like those things that's how my brain works so i like sharing those things with people um i'm probably less excited about <laughs> performing uh, just, <laughs> ju- just because like uh i don't know I, I like i like creating in this room you know uh, and then 
I've never been a, a big performer. I'm not really the guy to get on stage and like, let's get hype. You know, I'm more of a. <laughs> hey, wait! When you have a hit song, you don't need to be. People would just know the words to the song. Well, and, and then... see that I was telling somebody <laughs> that the other day. I was like, it's mad different when when you get up in front of like 50, 150 people and you're performing a song they don't know. It's mad different when you get up in front of thousands of people and they all know the words mm -hmm. you know it's mm -hmm. it's a different it's a so i'm hoping i can you know people know fine apple by then and you know, yeah oh no they're gonna know fine uh, apple by then and i'm sure you'll have another <laughs> one or two records under your belt after that uh that that, that are going to be going crazy yeah, as well so i'm sure i'm sure your 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 performance will be a alley-oop it'll be the rest of us that will have to try to you know be in front of a thousand people without a hit record <laughs> try to make it work but you said something right now and 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 i just we, we can end with this but you said something right now that i think really captures your heart and you said i'm more excited to be doing the panel than the performance right the performance is hey we're on stage we're rocking out people are finding value from it it's dope concerts are yeah. fun but you said man your heart is in the in the panel i want you to unpack that because i don't think people understand like I don't think people really get your heart, Nick. Like, sh why? Why are you more excited to do a panel on your come-up story and how people can, can you know, in incorporate these ideas? I just think that's where the fruit is. You know, that's, that's the... People can take away something from that. You know, it's, it's not much people will take away from Fine Apple other than a good time if I'm performing it. You know, like, I love that song. But I think there's value in sharing things that I've learned uh, with people who genuinely want to know about it and hopefully will implement it and they can do uh, things. You know, you, you say I'm kind of laying the new blueprint. When you, you told me something on the phone the other day, you were like, if you look at it, you're not supposed to win. You know, you're like the way that it, the things that I write about, um, you know, a husband, father, I'm 29. You know, like he's like you mentioned something along those lines. Was like you should like you shouldn't even be here. You know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. we're like in this with these opportunities. And I was like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love yeah. that I'm not supposed to be here and that I'm here. Um, it's that much more rewarding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the panel is just I I just want to love on people well. You know, it's. Um, that's been the one of the main goals the whole time is just to show people that you can do good and good things will happen. Come on. You could do good and good things will happen. And I think that that is, again, just not talked about, man. And I feel like what what's unique about this is, is th this is um, God, God's in it, bro. Like God's definitely in it. Your position strategically to, to speak to this generation in a way that most people aren't able to, you know, and, uh, and I think it's, it's a part of a broader, uh, a, a broader, dare I say, revival that's happening on TikTok and YouTube, right? Dare, dare I say that God is moving in this generation in a way that I haven't seen him move in, in my generation, at least not this way with technology and media. And so I think we need, 
a holistic approach. We need the Ruslans that are going to be talking about culture and current events on YouTube. We need the Amen Alexes that are going to just be overtly preaching on on TikTok. And then we need the soundtrack for this 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 life. We need the soundtrack. And it's not always going to be Hillsong and Elevation Worship. Like it's not just always going to be worship music. There needs to be some hip hop. There needs to be some love songs. There needs to be other things. We're running numbers up on Fine Apple. Stream it. Let, let, let's get that thing to 10 million streams. Um, I was telling them how, how we need a holistic approach. We need the soundtrack. And it, it's not just, it just doesn't need to be Elevation and, and, and Hillsong that it could be rap songs and pop songs and love songs that equip people to, to, to walk in their identity in Christ. And, um, and yeah, man. And, 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 and so guys run the numbers up on fine apple. Um, you have another song out that came out right after fine apple called summer, summer song. That's super dope. Is that, is that what it's called? Summer song. I was just yeah. listening to it. Uh, yeah. Song, song for the summer. For Excuse the me. Summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, the week before that I did snowflakes fall. So I dropped two songs right after snowflakes, so, snowflakes, fall is, is super hard too um but yeah man guys give nick a follow on all platforms um make sure you scoop up your tickets for flavor fest you don't want to miss flavor fest you don't want to miss the workshop me and him are going to be doing it's going to be super dope um and and hopefully regardless on it you, you're going to have a song that goes viral or not hopefully at the very least this inspires you of the possibilities of what's possible when you Put your head down. You work your face off. You're smart. You're strategic. You you understand how these things work, and uh, and you don't and you don't play the Christian victim card. You don't play the woe is me. The world hates me. I'll never be successful. I'll never have any money because the world hates me. Like let's let's move away from that mentality because I don't know how many examples do we need to see of Christians crushing it in culture, crushing it on YouTube, crushing it on TikTok, and now crushing it in the music industry uh, to, to, to help us imagine the possibility that the, of this new era that we're in. And so, Nick, thanks for doing this, man. Um, Flavor Fest, October 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, Tampa, Florida. I'll be performing. Nick D will be performing. KB will be performing. Brian Trejo will be performing. I think they almost have Bizzle confirmed. Dayton will be there. It's going to be uh, an incredible lineup. And so if you're anywhere near Tampa, or a matter of fact, you should get to Tampa somehow, some way, get your butt to Tampa because it's going to be dope. And the the conference right now, the early bird uh, passes are $100, $99, which is super, uh, super cheap, man. So, Nick, any final words before we get out of here, man? Keep on keeping on. Love people well and be so consistent it's impossible to ignore you. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Nick Donovan, you heard it here first. Appreciate you, brother. All right, brother. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Hey, thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. If you found it valuable, please consider giving it a like and subscribing. Also, you can check out one of the other videos related to this that'll be over here or check out more of my story. Now, I got to tell you about a free training I have for anyone that is an entrepreneur, a creative, an artist, or just generally looking to get into the YouTube space, but maybe you are unsure on how to find your voice, how to find your niche, and how to create predictable success. I have a free training. Find your YouTube niche training in the description of this video. Check it out. I promise you, you will find it valuable. Once again, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you and I will see you on the next video. Holy smokes, you made it through the entire episode. 
shout out to you probably means you're rocking with what we're doing. And again, we ain't got no sponsors on this show, and I'm going to keep it that way. But what you can do to keep it sponsor-free is consider signing up for our King's Dream Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Best way to get a hold of me, best way to hop into a group Zoom call, and the best way to partner with what we're doing here. Help us create more stuff just like this. Thank you for listening. Peace.